Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Good morning. I hope you are having a great start to your day. I'm Jill Lowry, and I'm so grateful for you, for you who listen to Real Life, Real People Radio. I hope you're having a great morning and are excited about this season, this season of new life as we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. What a wonderful time. I just love this time of year, and I love knowing that we have a Savior, and His name is Jesus. And so today, I have decided to bring in a special guest who has a story of the miracle of new life, and you are going to be so excited and and encouraged after you hear what she has to share with us today. So before we get started, I want to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab a hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab a hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. I'll lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this day that you have made. We are rejoicing, for we know that our Savior lives, that we have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that He was born, and we just can celebrate every day this miracle. And Lord, we just thank you that you are here today. You're going to help us as we share our stories. And and we just pray that all those who are listening today would just pause and take time and listen, and listen to your voice. Call you closer to them. And, And Lord, we just thank you that you are here with us. Whenever we need you, all we have to do is call out your name, and you're there. So Lord, thank you for being there for us. For we love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning, I've brought in a special guest, and she's going to share some miracles in her life. In fact, she has new life, and you're going to hear why. Her faith is increasing, and it's really simple. She's exalting Christ and not herself. She's giving all the glory to Christ and what He has done and made a difference in her life. So I'm pleased to introduce Shelly Brown. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. To- You're welcome. How are you today? I am excellent. The sun is shining, and I'm, I'm so eager to share with everyone today. Yes. Well, I'm so excited for you to share. So when I first met you, it's been a while now. I know you, you taught school English at Mount Vernon ISD, and right now you're actually in a new position. You've kind of gone to different positions. So tell us a little bit about kind of your role in Mount Vernon and how y'all moved to Mount Vernon. Oh, it's an amazing story. Um, I've been in education for for over 20 years, and I've only taught in three school districts, and Mount Vernon is my third school district. It's so exciting. My son um, come home one day. He'd he'd been experiencing bullying and, and some problems at his school, and he said, Mom, I want to go to a new school. And my son is a miracle. And when he come in and wanted to find a new school, I said, well, let's pray about it. Let's look. Let's see what I could do within an hour drive of where we were living. And Mount Vernon had an opening for dual credit English, and it just fit. It was perfect because that's what I wanted to teach. And Luke looked at the website, and he said, I want to be a tiger. And we became Mount Vernon Tigers. Oh, wow. I didn't know that story. Yes, what year amazing. was that? Do you remember? Um, I came here in 2018. 
Okay, 2018. And you taught my daughter. So I that's did. how I got to know you. And I by did. the way, you're an excellent teacher. Oh, thank you so much. So. I've, I love teaching. The, that's my first calling in mm-hmm. life from God was to be a teacher. Yes. Okay, so your son said, let's move. You found Mount Vernon. And then tell us about your experience here. Has has oh, he enjoyed it? He's a he, freshman now, He right? is a freshman now. His fourth grade year was phenomenal. He made friends. He fit in differently than he ever had. Um, teachers were amazing with him. So we were really, really blessed that we chose to come here. Mm-hmm. The school's been amazing to Luke. He loves this year as a freshman. He's kind of come out of his shell. He's really, really shy. So he's doing things he's never done. He's been athletic trainer this year. Really? Helping the oh, football wow. team. And, and my son is a gamer and loves mm-hmm. to read books and doesn't usually do anything outdoors. <laughs> so that was real exciting to oh, see that him. Is. And Mount Vernon School's been great for me. I mean, they've given me a chance to be an assistant principal, and now I'm CTE director and director of library services. And so I just love the opportunities. But Luke has just flourished here mm-hmm. and never had a bullying problem that since he's been here, oh, which wow. to me speaks a lot to the mama heart. Oh, yes. When your children come to you and say that, you know, that I just want to find another place. I, I, I feel that. That mama bear comes out, and you're like, you know— I need to listen to him. Now, you mentioned that he was a miracle. So he that's is. where I want to start Yes, with his miracle story. Um, and so kind of, you told me this story, and I was so captivated. So start with the beginning of your story about his birth and all that. Oh, I was not supposed to be able to have children. And I was okay with that because I felt like my students were my kids. And I, I you know, took care of them, helped them with their learning, you know, I was always fine with that. And then I met my husband when I was 34 years old, and he was 40. And he didn't believe he could have children, but the doctors had told me I couldn't and that that wouldn't be an option. So we were fine. We both had discussed it. We didn't think adoption was going to fit. We were going to continue. Um, he, at that time, worked for his family, and I was in education. And then A year later, I started feeling kind of bad after we got married, and I thought, oh, no, you know, this must be the time for the change and everything, Mm -hmm. and I just didn't feel good. We had bought a new house, and we were trying to remodel it, and I just kept feeling worse and tired and couldn't figure it out, and something said, maybe you should find out, see what's going on, and the doctors surprised me and told me that I was pregnant. Wow. Against all odds. And I know that I didn't pray for that. I hadn't been praying for a child. I did not expect that at all. So God gives us miracles even when we don't pray for them. He knew in my life I needed a chance to be a mother. I had, at that moment when I found out I was going to have a a child of my own, I promised God I would never be the kind of mother that left him wanting, left my son not knowing he was loved or you know, abandoned him because I went through those things, and I wanted to be different. And so I, I prayed every night for my son. I gave, once I found out he was a boy, I gave him to God in my prayers. I said, God, you gave him to me, but I want him to be a light for you. I want us to raise him to know you. So it was a really difficult pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the devil was trying really hard to put doubts in my mind. I mean, they uh, couldn't find his heartbeat almost every single time. Oh, wow. He, Luke loved to hide from the Doppler. He would go <laughs> hide at the very back, yeah. and so they would hook me up to 
um, every two weeks up to machines to make sure he was still in there and thriving and, and doing okay. And even a month before his birth, I had to be put on bed rest. Um, my blood pressure was wrong. I had um, gestational diabetes, all of these things. And the doctor even said, she told me, she said, he's, we're not sure if he's going to, you know, how we're going to get him out of there. He's, they put me on extra steroids to strengthen his lungs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the day that they told me that he, um, we were losing fluid and, and they was going to have to take him, and weren't sure that I was like, God, you gave him to me. I know there's a reason he's made it this far. And I stood by his crib. I hadn't told Randall. I didn't have anyone to call other than Randall, my husband, but he was still at work and I didn't want to upset him. It was like, God, please, please help us with Luke. Help us get him here. Mm-hmm. And so we did go in a month early. Mm-hmm. We had to go in a month early and get him out of there. And the doctor um, did a C-section, and, and Luke just screamed the whole time. He was here for this world, Aww. and he came in screaming, and just a miracle. He is here because God wanted him to be here. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that to everybody, that even when you don't ask for that, even when you don't know what miracle to even ask for, he has one. Mm-hmm. And so my life did change that. I mean, it changed from the minute I knew I was going to have him. But it really changed once he got here because I suddenly realized what it meant to be a parent, mm-hmm. what it meant to hold a baby. I mean, I can't even imagine how Mary felt on that day when she held Jesus mm-hmm. because she wasn't supposed to have him either. That's right. That was not in her plan, but God's plan. And I, you know, I know his birth was much different than Luke's, but it's a miracle. Right. And oh. so we, you know, we've done a lot to make sure Luke knows God and knows Jesus, but he is um, he's here with a purpose. We just don't know for sure yet what. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful story. I, I, I just when you told me it just brought tears to my eyes because I was just thinking about just being told you cannot have children, both you and your husband. and just you pretty much didn't even think about it anymore. You accepted it. Yes, but yet God knew he wanted y'all to be parents. Because he knew how you were going to raise Luke, and he knew what kind of parents that you would be, and he knew that you would raise him to be different, and and you would love him. That's what you said. You 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 wanted to love him and teach him about God and raise him in a environment that he would know and love God. That is amazing, Shelley. Yes. And and like every kid, he makes mistakes. There's things that he does, and we teach him the consciousness of that mm-hmm. and and how to ask for the forgiveness, but to always know that no matter what he chooses to do, we give him love and that mm-hmm. God's love's more than that, that he even is more unconditional than we are. Yes, definitely. You, you, you are so right about that. His love is the best, and he it's— it never fails, never ends, no. never ends. You know, I just think about Mary. You mentioned Mary, and when she was told that she would, you know, be pregnant and, and birth the, the Savior of the world and name him Jesus. And, you know, her response, even though she didn't understand, was like, yes, yes, I will do that. Yes, let, let it be to me your servant. When you found out you were pregnant, I mean, were you just like, Overwhelmed, overjoyed. Explain to us how you uh, felt there. Scared, absolutely scared. Um, disbelief, 
not sure. I mean, we did go get several more tests beyond what the doctor said. Did I mean, you really? Yeah, eight yeah. of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this can't be real. Yeah. We just didn't, you know, when we just couldn't see that it was real. And then once we could actually see at the doctor's office, you know, even though we knew the changes that were happening, it still didn't, you know, it was hard to, it was scary. It was very mm-hmm. scary to be 35 and facing motherhood. Right. Well, I think of the scripture from Luke one thirty seven for nothing will be impossible with God. Is that kind of what you, I mean? You're living that out. Yes, I nothing. mean God is just. I, sometimes I stray from Him, and He reminds me. He shows me mm-hmm. that what He can do. Yes, yes, I've learned that nothing is impossible for God and with God, even when we. Th- hear other people tell us, oh, that's never going to happen. Oh, you can't ever do that. I can't, but God can. Exactly. I I definitely have lived that. Um, he he amazed me, you know, when he gave me the miracle of, of life with Luke. And Luke and Randall are my only remaining earthly family. And so God gave me a family. Um, when I met Randall, which was amazing, um, just I've just been blessed. God has given me things even when I didn't even ask for those. And because He knows Luke, what we need, right? Yes, always. He knew what we need. Um, knew what I needed. He knew I needed to feel the love of a mother and be a mother. And and it's helped me too in, in education because I can see it from a mother's point of view where I never could before. You know. And that's so important. Well, let's talk about your growing up. You said that it wasn't the best. You had some things, but but God always sh- showed up for you, and yes. you have new life through even the bad parts of, of your story. I mean, we all have those those times we wish, oh, I wish I ha- didn't have to go through that, but it makes you who you are today, and yes. you really wanted to be a mother, maybe even because of that, and you yes. felt the blessing. So. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Um, it was it was a tough childhood. Um, we moved around a lot. I was a victim of a lot of um, abuse, very physical, a lot of neglect, left behind a lot. I did um, take care of my little brother and sister, and they called me mom. Oh, and so we were together until I was about eight, almost eight years old. And then we had to be separated and moved into other homes. And it was just a, a really rough time to, I, I would try to protect them, protect my little brother and sister, but I loved being their mom. And um, they're not, my brother passed away <laughs> the same same time I was in the hospital having Luke. Mm, I'm so sorry. And, I know that's so hard. Yeah, his funeral was at, Arlington National Cemetery. He's a national hero for what he did in the Army. Oh, wow. And I always yeah. used him in my classes, so some of my students can tell you his story because um, was, his name was Michael Gabriel. I mean, oh, all the wow. things that God did, mm-hmm. even when I didn't know who he was yet. When I was living in that time period taking care of Gabriel and Andrea, I knew there was a God. I knew without a doubt, never had been in church, but I knew God existed. And I prayed without even knowing how to pray, you know. But I always thought he was in the moon, so I would just look up and talk to the moon. And that was just my childlike faith of not knowing yet, but 
he shows himself to even the people that don't go to church, even the people that don't have a family that raised them in a Christian home. So I always promised myself I would not be the victim of that, and I would use it and help kids. I knew very early in life I wanted to be in education to see those kids that were like me. And I, I think I've been able to reach a lot of them over the years. And um, so when, you know, having Luke, having a chance to feel that love of being a mom, but I always cared for my students, but it's a different love. It's very different. You know, I'd stop sometimes even after Luke got here and go, how could a, a woman have a child and do what they did to us? How could they abandon us, neglect us, and hurt us mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. So I think it made me become even more protective. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Luke could probably tell you the same. Last night was yeah. one of the first nights we kind of let him go helping with Interact. With his Interact work, he's able to go and do some things without us, which has been really good to kind of step back. But I am protective and watch out for him so and it's based on my childhood Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. things I went through well I'm sorry you went through all that but God has opened your eyes to see some things that maybe you wouldn't have seen before and also to remind you how much he loves you and he loved you even then I mean the whole time he loves us he's created us and I love your little story about talking to the moon that is so sweet and such childlike faith and that's really what God wants is us to have that faith like a child and you had it and he saw your faith now how did you start really giving your life over to Christ let's talk about that and become a Christian and have be born again when do you remember that um when we got separated and moved out, right before that happened, I lived, we lived with our grandparents, and they wanted us to go to vacation Bible schools at different churches in the area where we were living. And so we went to vacation Bible schools all over the town. And all summer long, we were picked up by the church buses, and through that, I learned about Jesus. I learned about salvation. Um, the prayer bracelets that had the colors of salvation. I still remember green for growth. Uh-huh. And those were so impactful. And the simple ABCs, A for ex- you know accept, B, believe, and C, confess. And when they taught me that in Sunday school, in the Bible school programming that I got to go to, I was eight years old, and I knew I was a sinner. I knew without a doubt I was a sinner. I knew when I told lies, it was a sin. I knew when I did something or tried to steal something from somebody, it was a sin. So I ABC right then and there. Um, it was summertime, and I asked Jesus into my heart. I wanted to be saved, and he saved me. Um, it took a while to get active in church. I was, you know, church always seemed scary to me. Mm-hmm. It was where all the adults were, and I was nervous with adults. Right. So I didn't really get super active in church like I should have. I was in and out for most of my adulthood. And then Randall and I, after we had Luke, we really rededicated our lives because we wanted our marriage to grow. We wanted to be the example for Luke. And so we started going to a church in decab. And my husband plays guitar there at that church, but they um, have been a, a, an inspiration for Luke. That's where he come to know God. Really? Yes. And so, I mean, he heard about him through us, but mm-hmm. he learned 
about his salvation right. and the plan of salvation there. And so that's, you know, how I've come to back, you know, turned back to God. You know, a lot of times you turn to him in the moment when things are the worst. And so we like to think, you know, in our marriage that we were turning to him to make our life the better and to... And we, uh, every single night, whether we're at home together or not, Randall and I pray together for our marriage, for our son, and for others to see God in us, see Jesus, and find the way. Even if we don't verbally tell everybody every day about Jesus, they'll see something different in us and realize that we're not like everybody. You said something so important. You and Randall really wanted God to bless your marriage and your life together like He had blessed you with the child. And so you wanted to give back to Him and pouring yourself out to Him by loving Him, by serving Him, by praying together, by raising your child up in a church, by going to church, by ministering with the music. And I'm sure you have a ministry there, too, and just being a part of it. God loves that. And how, how wonderful it is that you, that you do that. And I love that you pray together every night. That is so important in a marriage. It's made a huge difference in our lives. We can, even if we get too sleepy, we try to wake back up because it makes us closer. It really does. My husband and I do the same. And when we started that, actually, when we were praying for our daughter to have her, because we struggled having children. And that was something that I'll never forget. It brought us closer together and closer to God. And you're confirming that same yes. thing for you. So we want yes. to encourage you to pray with your spouse, pray with someone every day, and en- encourage each other. Um, and I love how you say you pray for those to see people to see Jesus in you. I want to tell you, I saw Jesus in you when I met you again. Like we hadn't seen each other really and talked in a while, but then. I saw you in the library because we do a mentoring program every week there. And we got to talking, and I saw Jesus in you just by the way the library felt, too, like your presence there and what you were telling me that you pray over every chair in that library. Yes. That students will sit there and feel the peace and the love. That ministry is so important to our school, and it? I have loved watching it over the years, but this is the first year I've seen it firsthand, watching students come in there who I've not seen them interact with an adult. So yes, even before y'all brought it back into the library this year, I've been at every table praying for the adult and the student, that that student will have that connection that they so long for. Um, If only I had found a program like that as a kid. I had some teachers that did that for me, but there weren't there weren't those opportunities mm-hmm. as a kid to be able to connect with an adult to find out that, you know, they're accepted and cared for beyond what their teachers do or their families do or their mm-hmm. friends, that there's someone else, too, to watch after yeah. them. And I want our schools to feel that change, and and it's hard. And this year has been, you know, really difficult, and so I pray even more just because the outside world wants oh, to yes. take over mm-hmm. so much. And I know a lot of people that, you know, they might look at me and go, I didn't know that about her, but it's not about me. It's, but I do. I stop at those tables. I pray for the kids that will be there that day, really every day, but especially on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And if I'm out of town, I picture it in my mind, each table, mm-hmm. so I can pray in the morning, whatever, 
you know, that it's just that important for me to see the change for those kids because yeah. those kids will turn around and help change others. Yes. Well, thank you so much. You are a blessing. I appreciate that you're doing that. And thank you for those words because I do believe in mentoring and I believe that we um, as a community can help these students be successful and feel loved. Yes. It all goes back down to love like you, you talked about. Okay. We've talked about so much, but now I want to talk about the story with your husband because he's a miracle. Yes. Just his life right now. Cause so tell us that kind of scare that y'all had and, and just the miracle that God did in his life. Oh, my goodness. And I know so many people listening right now have probably gone through these things at different times. It's just so much to tell. But when two years ago, in August, two years ago, my husband suffered a major heart attack. He's a picture of health, in my opinion. Healthy weight. I was not, but he was healthy weight. He, you know, great blood pressure, everything. His heart rate seemed good. He looked good. And I come to work. He didn't feel well that morning. And I come to work, and I just felt uneasy. And so I went back home and found him and rushed him up to the hospital. And when I got there, they freaked out that he was even able to walk in. Because wow. his blood pressure, it was something like 32-something. I don't even know the numbers because I was so concerned about their reaction as soon as he walked in and they tried to check his blood pressure and his heart rate. And he had what they called a blockage in the widow maker, mm-hmm. which is that major artery, and it was completely blocked. Wow. And they, you know, just, they couldn't even remember that I was in there because everybody was jumped around and mm-hmm. and and just working on him to keep him alive and to keep him going. And the, the surgeon went right away into surgery on his heart. Um, my next-door neighbors, they are amazing Christians, and they are so sweet, and they rushed up there to be by my side after they heard. Um, they're my family in town, although they're you know just kind of an adopted family. but And they go to church here. Oh, yay. But that day I prayed to God not to take him. He was in ICU that night, and they wouldn't let me stay because it was in the middle of a COVID season still. The, the, it was just a scary time. They didn't want me to see him, so I couldn't. That first day, when he come out of surgery, he didn't wasn't able to wake up. They kept him knocked out. Anyway, the doctor told me that he shouldn't be alive, and they didn't know that he, if he would make it. I went home that night, home to Luke. And we, we prayed, we stopped, we cried out to God for another miracle. This time I did pray for a miracle, a miracle mm-hmm. of life, a miracle yes. of life for my husband. It took several days. And then they did let me get to come in. They finally said, you know, if you want to take your chances, because we're not sure on day two, day three. Mm-hmm. But, but day four and five, he come to, he could talk some, he could share. I had... um. I saw that miracle, and there was a song, um, Audio Adrenaline was playing Miracles, and it just kept coming on my radio, and I just felt it. I Mm -hmm. felt it. God Mm -hmm. gave Randall another chance at life. He gave us another life together, and Luke asked us both at that time, what's going to happen to me if you two die? I had to change my life again. God's given me so many opportunities to change who I am. Um, I was morbidly obese. Doctors had told me I wasn't making it. 
because my liver was upset and my heart was upset and diabetes and all the things that Randall didn't have. And so I watched him in good health have a major heart attack, and so I was scared when Luke asked that. So it gave me another chance at life, too. Randall's heart attack and his life that God gave him back, and and Jesus came to us and just comforted us that night. I know God sends his son back to us down here to feel the presence. It's just amazing what he did during that time. But I am... That was two years ago. I started changing my eating habits. wasn't easy. I haven't. I, I've been really, really tough. I've lost a hundred pounds in two years, which has been ra- really, really hard. But it took me from morbidly obese to healthy weight. I mean, it's. I love to see that I'm in what. This, if anybody's ever looked at their colors, morbidly obese is like a dark purple, and healthy weight's a green on that chart. And I'm in the green. Oh wow! And green again is growth yes. and life. And so yes. there's just so Thriving. much. Yes. That God gives mm. us signs that He is always in control of it, even when mm-hmm. we think He's not. He's waiting. Your story, it just captivates me. I'm just letting you talk. You know, I haven't even asked you questions because it's just so beautiful what you're sharing. To lose that much weight takes a lot of willpower. And you didn't do some fad diet. You just ate right. And you just prayed and you just exercised. And you and Randall did it together to get back in shape. And you look fabulous, by the way. Thank you. I mean, when I first met you, I mean, you you look totally different, like a different person. But (laughs) what you want to tell people, not only are you look different on the outside, but what's most important is you are transformed and different on the inside. And that isn't tied to the weight loss. I mean, I do feel healthier and there's times I'm still tired. But it's tied to being more and more in touch with God and and more and more He's in control. He has the path. It's His will. And whatever that will is, I'm ready for it. And I want Him to continue to show me that will and that path. So I want people to realize that, yes, weight loss can help you, but it doesn't make you happy. It is that continual, everyday God you are the one in control of this. Right. And that reminds me of John 3.30. He must increase, but I must decrease. And that's exactly what you're sharing, is that you're exalting Him and giving Him all the glory. So I thank you so much, Shelly, for being here today. And um, I just want to tell you that your story is going to really inspire so many people. That new life in Christ. Thank you. This is a wonderful season. There's miracles everywhere. And I just, I'm praying for everyone that's listening. Thank you so much. Would you like to pray? Dear God, I thank you so much for this time. Thank you for this opportunity to reach people in a way that I've never thought of or been able to. God, please, please bless the listeners. Bless them through this season. Jesus is the reason always for this season. And God, I thank you for the miracles that you've given me, the ones I didn't ask for and the ones I prayed and begged for. God bless everyone. Help us find your will and follow it. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. 
Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved. Real life, real people, real faith, Jesus the center, real